You know, today I would like to continue with my subject of the game of throne, who is winning. It will just come up on the screen. I can't see it there. But yeah, the game of throne, who is winning. If you know that a few Sundays I was teaching on this subject on different issues and things uh, of life, last time that I preached was how to cope with depression, um, you know, when you face all the challenges of life and where your soul, uh, your, that is your thoughts, your mind, your emotions, you know, will go with the situations that you're facing around. And there may be times when you feel you're in a good mood. There may be times where you feel that you're bit down and it looks like as if your life is rubbish. You know, but there are times when you feel good in spirit. And we go through all those uh, emotions in life. And as I mentioned earlier in my preaching, the spirit, body, and soul that God created have a distinct function. The spirit within us is the part that God, that knows God intimately. It is God conscious. And then our body is the shell we dwell in it is world conscious. The soul is our intellect, will, and emotion. It is self-conscious. Then I shared with you that a person or a human is a spirit that inhabits a body and possesses a soul. Possesses a soul. As I mentioned, I spoke on different aspects about who is on the throne of our life, the spirit that is connected to God, or your soul, your body, you know, which is in constant battle with the spirit of God. And today's subject that I want to speak to you is on how to overcome our emotions, how to overcome the challenges or the situations you face in life by praising and thanking God and worshiping Him. Because I believe there is power in praise. Amen? When we praise and worship God, there is power. And there are a few things that I would like to share with you. The first one is praise lifts your spirit. In Psalm 42, Verse 5 to 6, here the psalmist is saying, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Do you feel that sometimes? Only few. The rest of you looks all right. <laughs> I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again. He says, I will praise him again. Means, that means he was praising God, but something happened, and he is discouraged. His heart is sad. But instead of remaining in that situation, he says, I will praise him again. My Savior, my God, now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. I will remember you. I will not remember my failures. 
I will not remember all the bad things that I have gone through in my life, but I will remember you. Because that is the best place to be in. Because when you praise Him, your spirit is lifted up. It overcomes our emotions, overcomes our soul, our body. And then second thing, praise helps you sense God's presence. Praising God and worshiping God helps you sense God's presence. Psalm 140 verse 13 says, Surely the righteous will praise your name and the upright will live in your presence. The righteous will praise your name. Amen? What do you do when you're down? Do you just keep moaning about your situation? Do you get, keep ha having that anxious, being anxious about your situation? Do you remain in that place where your fear is gripped in your life so much that you can't think anything else? But when you choose to praise Him, that's where God's presence comes. Because the Bible says God inhabits the praises of His people. I'm telling you, that when you start praising God, you know, there are times when I feel down. There are times when I feel discouraged. There are times when I feel kind of a spiritual attack of the enemy. And what I do, instead of being there, I start praising him. Lord, I praise you. I want to thank you, Lord. Lord, I feel down. I feel discouraged. I feel this attack of the enemy. But Lord, I know you're bigger than my problem. I know that you are bigger than all the things that I'm going through. You are powerful. You are mighty. You are enthroned on high. I exalt you. I praise you. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise because you deserve the praise. I magnify you. And when I start doing that, suddenly I find myself in the presence of God. And when the presence of God is there, there is peace. There is liberty. There is freedom. Amen? Praise enlarges your perception of God. Psalm 69 verse 30 says, I will praise the name of God with song and magnify him with what? Thanksgiving. What do you magnify? What do you magnify in your life? The Bible says, magnify the Lord. When you magnify the Lord, all the things that you're going through become small. It becomes small. Where you are in that place where you praise Him, you're putting your trust and faith in God and saying to God, Lord, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I trust you. And I start praising Him. He says, I will praise the name of God with song. Do you sing song in your homes? Yeah? It doesn't matter how you sing. As long as you make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You know, you sing a song unto Him and worship Him with thanksgiving. 
then it says praise reveals solutions we can we can't see praise reveals solution we can't see psalm 73 which is one of my favorite psalms in the message bible it says in verse 16 to 17 now here you know the background here is the man of god who says my feet had almost slipped in other words he's saying my faith in god was shaking i thought i'm going to just stop believing in god because the trouble of his life was so much and then on top of it he sees the wicked are prospering he sees the people who do not believe god they everything is fine with them and here i am a man of god who trusts in god i'm going through issues in life and he says still when i tried to figure it out all i got was a splitting headache i like this translation here especially in this verse it says i got splitting headache do you get splitting headache yeah and it says until i entered the sanctuary of god then i saw the whole picture how did he enter the sanctuary of god by worshiping him by praising him and then he goes on to praise god talking about the promises of god in his life because here the man of god you know till that time he couldn't see the god's he couldn't see god's purpose in his life he couldn't see what god was doing but the moment he entered the sanctuary of god he can see the purposes of god and the solutions of god for his life amen and then praise helps us remember god's blessing it's so easy for us to forget god's blessing you know think about the israelites when they were in egypt as slaves and they saw the mighty hand of god how god brought 10 plagues and then how god provided their needs then how god parted the red sea into two and how god brought the pillar of fire now imagine just imagine you are in that situation and you're watching all this mighty acts of god will you forget about it do you think you will forget about what god had done you know such a mighty act but you know what happened with the israelites just after three days not long not one year two years three years three days they forgot all the things that god had done and they started complaining and moaning about the food the garlic and the onions they were enjoying in egypt here the psalm here psalm 105 verse 1 to 5 says thank god pray to him by name tell everyone you meet what he has done you know we had some people here come today testified about what god has done and that's what we should do not only in the church but also sharing your testimony to people who are outside in the world tell everyone you meet what he has done sing him songs again 
belt out hymns, translate his wonders into music. All the musicians, it says translate his wonders into music. You know, I know Clint, he writes songs. Clint, I would encourage you to translate, you know, the praises of God into music. And I know you will do it one day. And then it says, honor his holy name with hallelujahs. Can you all shout hallelujahs? Hallelujah. Wow, who was that? <laughs> wow, great. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you who seek God, live a happy life. In other words, he's saying, don't worry. Don't worry about it. If you're seeking God, God takes care of you. Amen? You do God's business, God will do your business. Then it says, keep your eyes open for God. Watch for His works. You know, every day when you get up, do things, go to work, whatever you do, just watch for His works, what God does. Sometimes we don't realize, you know, how God does works in our life. There can be times when even you don't realize you're in the right place at the right time. And I know what it means. Because many, 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 many years back, you know, there was this series of bomb blast happened in the city of Mumbai. You know, there was a terrorist attack. And I was there in a train, traveling in that train, and just a train after me, which I was supposed to catch, I, or before me, you know, uh, be, before the train which I caught, I just missed it, and I took another train. And the train that I missed it, there was a bomb that blasted in that train. That's what I mean, being in the right place at the right time. That's what it says here, keep your eyes open for God, watch for His works, be alert for signs of His presence. Be alert for the signs of his presence. You know, just know that the Spirit of God is there. Look out, you know, watch out for his presence. Sometimes he will just speak to you in your spirit. Sometimes he will just show you something and he will speak to you from that thing that he's showing to you. Always be in tuned to the Spirit of God. That's why I say Christian life is not boring. It's exciting when you walk with the Holy Spirit, when you're always in tune with the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? It says, be alert for signs of His presence. Remember the world of wonders He has made, His miracles and the verdicts He rendered. So here, when you start thinking about all these things and you start praising God, by remembering all God's blessing, you will be in a better place. Hallelujah. Praise brings God's protection. You know the story of King Jehoshaphat, what happened over there. They were facing the army, and they thought they're going to lose it. 
they are going to be defeated. But God said to them, you know, God, God gave them the strategy and they sent forth the musicians to praise God in the front line. And I was, as I always say, who sends musicians in the front line? You send the best of your army in the front line. But the musicians were there facing the enemy and God brought confusion in the enemy camp even as they were praising God. And God's, when you praise God, it brings protection to your life. Praise breaks chains and open doors. Remember Paul and Silas. They were in prison, chained. And it says they, were, they started singing praise to God. And it says here in New Living Translation, Acts 16, 26, the prison was shaken to its foundations all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Not just theirs, but every prisoner. It just fell off. That's what praise does. You may be in some maybe bondages in your life. Maybe there are some habits which are not right in the sight of God. You're trying your best but still you're struggling with it. These are like chains that bound us to progress into the purpose of God. But when you start praising God, Lord, I praise you, praise you, I exalt you. You know, whenever you feel those temptations coming, you know, just start praising God. Lord, I praise you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercies. And as you do that, I believe the chains of your life will be broken. It will be shattered and you will be set free. Amen? And here just three scriptures which I want to share, then I'll close with that. Here is a situation in David's life when his newborn son is sick, dying, and here is a man, man of God, who fasts and prays, and, but then he gets the news that his son has died. Just imagine receiving that news. It's horrible. But then it says, so David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, and changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped and worshipped. What a response to a tragedy. He chose to worship God because he knew that if he remains there hearing this news, his emotions will be all over. He will be downhearted. He will be discouraged. And he says, no, I don't want to be in that place. What can I do? Let me go into the house of God and worship God. Worship God. And the other person is Job. Then Job arose, tore his robe. You know the story of Job. He lost his sons, his children. He lost his wealth. And 
you know, it's like the news that comes to him, one servant comes and gives him the bad news that you lost your cattle and everything. And then as he hears, he's hearing that, probably he's in a shock to what has happened. Second news comes to him immediately that your children have died. Just think about it. A person must have gone through such a shock hearing that news. And here, what, what was Job's response? It says, then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. And worshipped. You know, the word worshipped over here, in Hebrew, it means, uh, the word is hawa. It means to declare to show forth his praise, to declare. And I was thinking about Job when it says he worshipped. He must have gone in just before God and he was just declaring God's goodness, God's faithfulness. He must have said, Lord, I don't feel good here. Lord, here is my situation. I lost my children. I lost everything that I have. I don't know what to do. I'm confused. I'm disheartened. I'm in despair. But Lord, I choose to declare your holy name. I choose to exalt you. I choose to magnify you. I choose to give you all the glory and honor, and I worship you. Worship strengthens you in difficult times. And then last one, Isaiah 37 verse 1. Again, probably you know this story of King Sennacherib from Syria surrounding his army chiefs, surrounding Jerusalem, and they had already conquered, you know, Judah. Now, there were two kingdoms. North was Israel, south was Judah, and Israel was conquered, and many cities in Judah was conquered by this Assyrian king. And now here was Rabshakeh, that is the chief of the army, with his army, they surround Jerusalem, and then they have this meeting with the elders of that place, Jerusalem. And Rabshakeh, he intimidates them. He tells them that you are finished. You're gone. You know, I would encourage you to read Isaiah chapter 36 and 37 when you go home. It's a powerful story. Just meditate on each and every verses in that chapter. And he looks down upon them. And he condemns them. And he says, God is not going to come and save you. Have you ever fe felt 
when maybe in your workplace, your business or wherever you are, your colleagues or your friends and they look down upon you, there are times when they intimidate you. What is your response to that? The natural thing is you will feel angry. In anger, you might react to that situation. But Hezekiah had instructed these elders, no matter what he says, don't speak a word. Don't speak a word. Now what happens is, these elders come back to Ezekiah and they tell him what that army chief had said, that he's going to destroy us and we can't stand against them. Because already many cities were lost to this powerful army. What was Hezekiah's response? It says, so it was when Hezekiah heard it that he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. He went into the house of the Lord to cry out to God, to worship God, to praise Him, and declaring His promises. And that's what happens. Isaiah comes over there and he gives prophesy and says, you know, by tomorrow the army is going to be destroyed. They will not win against you. And that's what happens. The angel of God comes and kills 180,000 of Assyrian army and destroys them. And that king Sennacherib himself is killed by his sons. And here is the victory that King Hezekiah gets. What was his response? Not to react, but to go into the house of God and seek God. Amen? This is how we should react when you face, you know, different situations in life. Like especially when you're driving and you see someone who you know, is not driving, let me say, properly. And then you honk at them. And then, you know, to warn them, this is what happened to me last week, you know. And then what you get from the other side is a middle finger and few choice words. And your immediate reaction is, want to give him back, but then you know you're a Christian, you know. You know, when that happened to me, I, honestly speaking, I did feel angry, you know. I mean, you, you're wrong. And, and over that, you know, you are just showing your attitude towards me. I just, you know, started praising God. I said, Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. I worship you, Lord. Lord, I give you glory. And I didn't allow my emotions and anger to sit on the throne. I chose to praise God. And when I started doing that, I'm telling you, I had immense compassion for that man. And I was praying for him. And I was praying, Lord, save him. You know, Lord, let him know your presence. And I started worshiping God. Amen? So next time you know what you need to do when you are in that situation.
So that's what Hezekiah did. You know, I just want to close with this, if I can have the worship team on top, please. There is power in praise and worship. Let this be your lifestyle. It's not just when you come on Sundays. It's not just when you're in the life group. But let this be your lifestyle every day. Wherever you are, working, driving, let this be your lifestyle that you worship. I'm telling you, you, it will do you better. I mean, you will just grow in the Lord. You will know the presence of God. You will know the purposes of God. You will know the protection of God. You will know the miracles of God. When your lifestyle is a lifestyle of worship. As I said to you about Job, he worshipped God. It means the Hebrew word is hawa. That means to declare. Shall we all just stand up right now and just declare his praises? Okay?